thing on because it's getting ready to be on. Welcome, gangsters. I have no explanation for what happened. You guys are so young and stupid. No idea who you're talking about. It's a faith-based sports radio program. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. I'm not certain that that format is ever going to work. I have a high moral standard. I love you guys. love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out, world. I think it is time we demonstrated the full power of this station. We would be honored if you would join us. What up, yo, and welcome to the program. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, highlighting the stories and the people of faith. It's not a faith program with sports. It's sports programming with faith. I'm Benson. I'm here with those guys, Zach and Darren. You can visit our web website, find out more about us, btgprogram.com, or follow us on Twitter, at btgprogram. Matt Bonner is a career 42% shooter. The San Antonio Spurs saw his average drop, though. The the six ten forward, I think he is. What is he? A forward power shooter, three power shooter. I've never heard of that position. What is this guy? He's a big man. He's a he's a power forward. He's a, he's a shooting big guy. Was well, his average drop from forty two point nine to thirty six point five this drop. year? It's it's a considerable drop. His three point shot average that is. But we have an explanation now. It is because of the new iPhone with the larger screen. <laughs> Matt Bonner says when the new iPhone came out, it was way bigger than the last one, and I think because I got that new phone, it was a strain to use it. You have to stretch further to hit the buttons, and I honestly think that's how I ended up developing it, referring to the case of tennis elbow that has plagued him for the last two and a half months of this past NBA season. I actually have some expert analysis to offer because I just got that same phone. And it's true, you have to stretch a little farther, but you can also just turn it sideways and make everything easier to reach. Well, Matt, Matt Bonner, by the way, he's, he's a bit of a, uh, of a cut up, bit of a card, and, uh, I'm sure he was deadpanning here, <laughs> but that's a great explanation. Well done. If somebody asks him, hey man, what happened to your three point shot? Where did it go? What happened? Are you, uh, oh, it's that new iPhone that I got. That's the problem. <laughs> He's never going to be an advertiser for Apple after this. No, they've probably dropped him from their wish list. Speaking of phones, young lady in Las Vegas loses her phone thinking, oh, man, all my contacts, all my information, that'll never – I've lost it. I mean, have you ever lost your phone or misplaced it I or thought you lost awful. it? I have It's an awful feeling. We're all like, where is it? We've become so depending on it. You, you feel helpless. Like, you can't even do anything but think about where your phone might be. Well, this young lady lost her phone, and then it is found by none other than Cristiano Ronaldo, (laughs) the world's famous soccer star. Cristiano gets the phone back to her. And not only that, takes her and her three friends out to dinner when returning the phone. That guy's and the I thought, man. This this guy is what a nice guy. Then I saw the tweet of the picture <laughs> of Cristiano, the young lady, and her three other smoking hot friends. They're all pushing twelves on a ten. Oh my scale. goodness! This is no. Let me tell you, if any one of the three of us lost our phone, I'm not even sure we're getting it back. We're, not getting it we're back. definitely not getting dinner with Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo, but. 
I went from thinking, what a nice guy. And I still think, what a nice guy. Don't, do not even try and hate on him because if you're in his position, you're doing the same thing. How does so that- am I, so is Zach. Well, look at them. He is the, Cristiano Ronaldo is a superstar and he is the least attractive person in that photo. Oh man. I mean, he's, he's got Gabriel. You're just returning a phone. How, I didn't, where did, how does that, see, this is where it's amazing I ever got a girl, let alone get married. <laughs> because how do you go from, hey, I just want to return your phone to, how about I take you and your three smoking hot friends out to dinner? Uh, he's got millions of dollars and girls think he's good looking, so that's probably how it happened. Two things that I've never been accused of. Having millions of dollars and <laughs> girls think I'm good looking. It's probably quite easy for him, actually. I still applaud him. It's well done. Oh, it was magnificent, but, you know, it slips a little. You think if it's just guy returning phone, good for you, but then you find out he's taking, like, three, four supermodels out to dinner. Well, Keith Olbermann is out at ESPN yet again, being let go. Still got a couple weeks of the show, so there's a job opening there. I'm going to apply. You should, but here's the thing that I'm willing to bet had something to do with it. And as uh, you listen to any sports talk radio show, I'm sure they've all well covered it. Don't say anything about Roger Goodell. Because also out at ESPN was Bill Simmons. These are the two most critical guys on that station. The NFL and ESPN are so in it together. Oh, yeah. That you know this had to come down from... Roger himself or somebody, hey, man, why is that guy always hating on me? But Keith Olbermann is out. And here's the the thing that struck me. Uh, ESPN said, said, claimed, I don't know, not, not in those discussions, but they said they were going to try to keep him, but they wanted him to drop the commentary part of his program. Well, isn't that the program? That's the whole show. Right, nobody's tuning in to Oberman for last night's scores and highlights. That's what Sports Center's for, mm-hmm. you know. But but you're listening to Oberman because he does have a humorous and entertaining way of presenting his opinion, whether you agree with the opinion or not. And oftentimes I don't because I think he's a bit um, pompous and over the top and, and a bit ridiculous sometimes. And I know politically we lean in different directions, so. He gets under my skin a little bit, frosts my fanny just a tad. But that's his thing. That's why people tune in. But that, right. That's Any why. Any given night, he could say something ridiculous that's going to be headlines the next day. That's why you watch. So to ask him to say, hey, we're going to take that part of your show away because we don't want you to be a wild card that's going to talk about the commissioner because, you know, we need the NFL. I think that's just ESPN trying to get him to quit. Well, that's it. and for and evident, and the NFL is king. And Roger Goodell doesn't want you working there. He calls up, or his lackeys call up, or whatever. It's like it's like their own mafia. I think we learned the NFL is king because Goodell screwed up last year so badly with handling so many things. Yet he's still the commissioner, and it's still bringing in billions of dollars every year. Like he can do no wrong, or he can do wrong and just get away with it. But losing Keith Olbermann. Um, or cutting loose Keith Olbermann yet again. <laughs> I mean, the guy's going to get picked up, right? Oh, yeah. Now, ESPN, in a statement, said, well, it's a business decision, and their their profits were down this past year. And the folks at Disney 
You know, the mouse wasn't excited about that, wanted to make some changes. So two high salaries have been let go, Simmons and Oberman. And they're pushing this off as a, and by the way, while they're pushing it off as a business decision, they also deny that the, the report that said that they asked Oberman to, to drop the commentary part of his show. But job opening, if you're interested, apply for the job. Before we go to break, Andrew McCutcheon, Sean Rodriguez, and many other of the Pittsburgh Pirates come to the rescue in a game last week. One of those storms and wind blow up. Men, the, the ground crew are out there. They're trying to pull the tarp over, and the wind just takes the tarp. You ever you've seen those highlights with mm-hmm. men? The tarp. Kind of funny. And, and when that happens, you just they can't control it. That's so there's one guy gets sucked underneath there, and they're getting trampled. And it's just a mess. But then several, led by McCutcheon, several of the pirates go out there, and they help get this thing under control. So it was kind of interesting to see. Guys in baseball uniforms out there pulling the tarp like it was some double A game or <laughs> local softball game where, yeah, let's all chip in and do that. So what, good for the Pittsburgh what Pirates. What happens if McCutcheon gets hurt and ends up on the DL because of that? Um, Pittsburgh explodes. <laughs> Pittsburgh fans are greatly disappointed. Yeah. They'll jump from bridges. They're, you know, climbing up buildings and leaping from them. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can visit our website, btgprogram.com. Follow us on Twitter, at btgprogram. Coming up later in the program, we'll talk about DeAndre Jordan, Jason Pierre-Paul. The MLB All-Star Game is coming up. Maybe we'll talk about the NFL and its stance on marijuana, but we got lots of stuff to talk about. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. The warm weather is here to stay, but so are those pesky critters. Bees are beginning to build their hives, ants are driving everyone nuts, and spiders seem to be popping up in every corner of the house. But thanks to Town and Country Pest Solutions, these nuisances can be no more. If you have a serious problem that needs to be controlled, give them a call. I'm not just advertising for them. I am a customer, and believe me, they have the solution for any pest problem. I've mentioned it before, and it's still true. They have been in business for over 25 years, and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. Welcome back to the show. Benson and Those Guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solution. I'm Benson. They're those guys. Talking about movies we saw recently. Jurassic World. We've all seen it. Awesomeness. Amazing. That was was very entertaining. Zach, you loved all the the head nods to the the original. Oh, yeah. 
That's one of my favorite movies of all time. So Jurassic Park was? Oh, absolutely. I have a t-shirt. I have the Blu-ray. I'm all about it. Of course you do. I, I can see that. Yeah. I, actually, I've it seen you wear that. You've worn it several yeah. times in here. Has he? I could. You definitely seem like the type that would have all that, though. I'm not surprised. How cool was it, though, to be rooting for the T-Rex? You know, you think back to the first one where hated the T Rex. Yeah, it ate the guy sitting on the toilet. You know, that's just rude, by well, the way. We all wanted him to get eaten, so that yeah, wasn't I, a big deal. That was the lawyer, right? Yeah, is that in the first one? Yeah. So, so now the T Rex. Well, I don't. I'm I'm surprised spoiling the movie for people who haven't seen it. So, but he else. ate the Raptors at the end, and he saved them in the first movie too. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't. Yeah. I, I had forgotten that he's the late hero at the end of the movie. I'm probably gonna have to go back because I don't think I've ever seen the third one. That's uh, William H Macy. Yeah, I pretend like that one never. Is happened. that the one where they blew up Madison Square Garden? That's Godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm way off. Yeah, that's Matthew Broderick. But wait, okay. wasn't there like a Madison Square Garden was full of raptors or something? They were baby uh, Godzilla. They were baby Godzilla. Oh, okay, little Godzilla eggs. Right. Close enough. But that's another one of my favorite movies, though. That, that is a good flick. Yeah, that's pretty good. So you're listening to Sports Talk here on Benson and Those Guys. <laughs> With dinosaurs. Faith-based sports talk as we talk about Jurassic World. And you made the point, though. What what didn't you like? What did you just tell us? That they feed a great white shark to the Mosasaur, which is the water-based dinosaur. And that, I love that he knows great, the name of it, by Killing the way. a great white is actually illegal, so they were breaking a whole bunch of laws by doing that. But, you know. To which our guy Darren jumped in. Darren jumps in when when Zach is saying that and says, well, what do I care? Kill them all. It's one less thing that's going to eat me when I go in the water. Now, let me ask you. I really you, like the ocean. I don't want them in there with How me. many times have you been in the ocean in the last two years? Uh, a few, actually. I just went to California. As long as you're not in the water in North Carolina, you're fine, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Too soon for that joke? But m- maybe just a tad, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, North Carolina. But Zach, as is Zach's nature, went on this long dissertation about how if the the sharks are eliminated, we all <laughs> we all die. System. It was I just a care. massive nerd fest. Be glad you missed it, listeners. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan, this has been this has been a crazy NBA season. The offseason. First of all, it was it's a great season. Golden State Warriors. You know the whole Steph Curry story. It was really a terrific. NBA season. And then the postseason, or uh, so, excuse me, the, the here after the, this free agent period has been nutty with all the movement and, and the, the draft. It's, it's been very entertaining. I haven't seen so much movement, free agent movement in a long time in all the leagues and all the leagues. And I'm sure it has something to do with the amount of money teams are dedicating, uh, to players and then having to get out of contracts and other teams are coming in and scooping it up. But this DeAndre Jordan situation where was I, I, disturbing, troubling. He did not it was handle entertaining, it well. It was sure. definitely weird. Yeah. I've never seen, I can't recall. Now players have changed their minds. We've seen that, but not like this. This, this was weird where you just sort of, where'd he go? The LA Clippers, he had a deal. With the Mavericks. Mark Cuban says they had a four years, $80 million deal. Then the Clippers sneak back in there, offer a four-year, $87 million deal. And then here's where the weird stuff begins, that they're not letting him out of their sight. They're sitting by him. They're babysitting. Now, 
this is this is a grown man, and they're not letting him out of a sight. And and the Cuban Cuban and the Mavericks can't get a hold of him. And Blake Griffin tweets that picture of the door being propped shut with a chair, so nobody can get in to talk to him. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, weird. It was weird. There was an emoji battle. <laughs> there, there, there was Mark Cuban allegedly driving around Houston, lost, trying to get DeAndre Jordan's address. It was just, it was a soap opera. And if you've listened to talk radio, and we we all listen to quite a bit of it. I have heard people on both sides, but most of what I have heard is really coming down on DeAndre Jordan for uh, going against what he said. He had given the Mavericks, I guess, his word that he was coming there, and then a lot of place things fell into place. The Knicks signing uh, Brooke Lopez, right? Is that who they Yeah, they got him. Okay, that was probably part because DeAndre Jordan signed with the Mavs. So the Knicks made their move for big guy. And uh, several other pieces fell in place as a result. And now undoing that, some of these other teams are like, now wait, the Mavericks are stuck at this point. Oh, they're, they're, they're they done. Just tank at this point. Else. But isn't that moratorium that the NBA, that has to go. That's part of the problem. You, you, you make a deal with somebody and then you got time to think about it. And I'm not coming down on DeAndre Jordan, uh, for changing his mind. Listen, it happens to all of us. We we change our you buy that twenty five piece Tupperware set, the guy comes in your house, he's selling you the Tupperware and you're thinking, you know, you can think of Napoleon Dynamite, I want that. <laughs> you know. And then afterwards the next morning you got the buyer's remorse and <laughs> I, I, I wish I wish I hadn't done that. Wish I didn't I didn't need twenty five pieces of brand new Tupperware. Dang it. <laughs> we we've all changed our minds about stuff. I don't have a problem with that. No. But what I have a problem with is, is you got to handle it with integrity. You you got to step up and you got to say, I got to call the man. I, the guy made me a great offer. He was good to me. I don't know. Probably took him out to dinner. Maybe it was lunch. I, I'm sure there was a lot of things that the Mavericks and Mark Cuban went through to sign him. Before you change your mind. Yeah, if you're sitting at a negotiation with the L.A. Clippers, and maybe you're thinking about it, and you're thinking, you know, I really need to go back. Uh, I could work this thing out with Chris Paul. That's my best opportunity probably to win a championship is in L.A., although I think Dallas would have been a pretty good team. You know, maybe not a top three, but probably a top five or six team in the West. And now they're, boy, they're going to have to, they're going to have a hard time sniffing the playoffs. Without him. But before you change your mind, you say, all right, I, I, I changed my mind. I don't want to do this thing. I don't want to play there. You need to call the Mavericks and you need to say, listen, I, just so you know, I changed my mind because my guess is Mark Cuban's going to say, great. Um, he's going to try to pitch him. He's going to try to make sure he stays. Listen, are you sure? Because I know you'd rather have a satisfied player on your team, somebody who wants to be there, than somebody who signed for five years, or in this case four years, who's dissatisfied, doesn't want to be there, and is constantly looking over the other side of the fence and saying, man, sure wish I was over there, sure wish I was over there. I don't know how that would have turned out, but at least you got to have the integrity to do that, because he has just undone this whole system of the NBA. And this one simple move, because this whole system is based on trust. They have this time period where they negotiate with one another. They come to a verbal agreement, and it's built on the trust. Now he's gone, and he said, 
well, I've changed my mind. I've undone everything. I've hung out in like, you know, this shack for four days and, and just hid from phone calls and, and Mark Cuban couldn't find me or whatever. You know, obviously I'm going over the top here. But, the, but what does remain is now the trust is gone. And once the trust is gone, then the whole system is broken. Why would you negotiate with a guy and come to an agreement? You're going to need him to sign right then and there because you don't trust that he's not going to change his mind the next time. You know, I'm, I can't help but think either that he, he can opt out with the Clippers in three years. He signed the four-year deal, but he can opt out after three. He's still going to be a, probably be a very viable player in the next, after the next three years. Let's say he opts out. What's that going to do to his value on the market? What's that going to do to the teams willing to talk to him? He, he just handled this so poorly. Yeah, that's my point. I think you gotta, you gotta have integrity in your negotiations. You have to have, when you shake somebody's hand, and that's in, in essence what this was, these are handshake agreements in the NBA until that moratorium is over when you can sign the deal. So until that, it's a handshake agreement. That handshake has to mean something. There has to be trust. There has to be, uh, there has to be the thought that I have an agreement and this guy's not going to to turn away from it. The, the idea of integrity, uh, the ethics and morals of values, uh, precepts that, in my opinion, need to be based on God's word, that when they are put in practice, integrity produces such traits as honor, truth, reliability. I have an agreement with DeAndre Jordan. I, I I know his honor. I know his he's truthful, and I know his reliability. I can rely on his word. Now, if he doesn't want to do that, he comes back to me and he says, I had second thoughts. I, I don't want the 25-piece Tupperware. I just, I'm not comfortable. This is the importance of praying over big decisions. I'm praying over decisions that, uh, asking God to give you a peace before you change a job, before you, uh, any major decision, even minor decisions, ought to have prayer put to them so that you have a peace about what you're going. And if you don't have that peace, then you ought not to get in that situation. I One of the verses that comes to mind for me is, is 2 Corinthians 8.21, For we have regard for what is honorable, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of man. That sounds a lot like integrity to me. And that's what I would have been relying on in DeAndre Jordan. What are you guys, are you guys dying over there? You're both coughing and hacking and... If you are diseased, are there still sharks? Has it happened already? Has this whole thing come undone? (laughs) What is going on? It's got a tickle in my throat, and I'm trying not to cough into the microphone. You're killing me. But back to the subject, did you guys see what Chandler Parsons said about DeAndre Jordan? I I must have missed it. Um, He said, and I quote, He wasn't ready for being a franchise player. He was scared. He was scared to take the next step in his career. There was no other reason other than that he was comfortable and he has friendships there. How you make a business decision like that is beyond me. How you ignore an owner like Mark Cuban, who is in your hometown, just waiting for a chance to talk to you, is beyond me. So DeAndre Jordan, not only has he really messed up the Mavericks offseason plans, and like you said, the trickle-down effect to other teams, but his own reputation now is shot. Like... These are the things that people now are, are saying about him. He's scared. He's not ready to be a franchise guy, et cetera, et cetera. I would like to see these guys say it to his face, though. He's a big man. He's a large dude. Well, that that quote goes to what I was saying, the character uh, of integrity. 
um, honor, truth, reliability. It allows a person to keep his word, her word, um, even when people aren't maybe necessarily expecting that. Well, I, I guess that's not the point, but you keep your word when you have those elements of integrity in your life, the honor, the truth, the reliability. It is, um, it's what makes a relationship strong. Now, the opposite of that is what we're having here. You see hypocrisy, dishonesty, uh, corruption. These are these sort of the opposites. Uh, we're misrepresenting, and I, I'm not uh, implying that DeAndre Jordan is a man of faith. I don't know if he is or isn't. But when we don't act with integrity as believers, we're misrepresenting Christ's good name. And in effect, we're we're defiling him with words or uh, actions that that have no meaning because we have no honor no truth no reliability the importance of integrity the importance of approaching things in a prayerful manner so that you have a piece about it and then if you do decide man i made a mistake here a lot of retailers uh, maybe not a lot but some retailers when you buy a major ticket item large ticket item they give you a window to change your mind you know i listen i I made a mistake buyer's remorse i'm changing my mind but if you're going to do that as in deandre jordan's chase case as i say you need to you need to face it and here's the issue most people aren't going to do that most people aren't going to handle a problem in real life let's bring this back to real life most people are going to hide behind something most people aren't going to address it they're going to let it fester or they're or worse they're going to gossip, they're going to sow discord, and it's going to cause a larger rift than what should be happening, which is bringing people together. And like we've talked about previously on the show with the steroid argument, you make a mistake, like, I'm not saying it's a mistake necessarily, but you do something that people don't like, that you're not supposed to do, like DeAndre Jordan did. If you're straightforward about it and you come out and you tell people, look, you know, I'm sorry that I messed up or did whatever. If you own it, take ownership of it and responsibility for it, people forgive you. But look at what people are like Chandler Parsons are saying about him now because of the way that he kind of weaseled out of it. It's affected the way people look at him for probably ever. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Juventus FC, the Italian champions and one of the best soccer clubs in the world, will be hosting a five-day camp here in Rochester. Coaches from the Juventus Youth Academy are coming all the way from Italy to share the coaching and soccer philosophy of one of the most successful soccer clubs ever. The camp is open to boys and girls ages 5 to 17 who want to improve their level of play. Each participant will experience five days of top quality training and will leave the camp with a brand new Juventus uniform, a participation diploma, and some fantastic memories. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity to learn from the best and show them what you can do. The dates of this amazing camp are July 20th through the 24th at Grace and Truth Sports Park in Hilton. The cost is $375 and you can register online at abcsportscamps.com forward slash JSC. With all the snow and ice this year, a lot of people are having problems with water leaking into their homes. 
They're finding water in their kitchens, damaged drywall, and ruined floors. If you have this problem, call Tim Ford with Imperial Remodeling at 490-4027. They will remove the snow and ice from your roof and gutters to prevent further leaking. And they can take care of any damage the water may have already caused. If you are one of the fortunate few to have escaped the ice problems, but are considering some home improvement projects like perhaps remodeling your kitchen or turning that unused area into a man cave, call Tim at 490-4027. He will come out personally to talk to you about your project. That's Tim Ford with Imperial Remodeling, 490-4027. That's 490-4027. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys. Our show is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can follow us on Twitter at BTG Program. Whenever one of the major sports wants to bury a story they or, or make a move that they need to do a press release but they don't want anybody really to know about it, they'll do it before week, 5 o'clock on Friday. And even better as a holiday weekend. They suspended Sheldon Richardson for four games for use of marijuana. Now, you think, okay, well, that's great, four games. Remember that Roger Goodell originally had suspended Ray Rice two games for knocking his woman out in an elevator. Now, two games for domestic violence in an elevator, four games for marijuana use seems a little, seems crazy. But isn't that there's been a lot of talk about the NFL and its stance on marijuana and should it be legalized because there's a lot of players that use it for pain relief, that use it for pain treatment. Now the the NFL said, Hey look, we're gonna we're gonna be running tests here, so uh you got thirty days to kind of get cleaned up, get off whatever you're on so that you pass the test. They, they they weren't secretive about when they were going to be doing testing. So this guy's getting a four-game suspension just for being dumb. That's exactly how I took that. Now yeah. you, you deserve the four games now. But is the NFL's stance on marijuana? This is a big issue within our culture. And I've heard, listening in recent days, a number of NFL players coming out making their state, well, it should be, we use it anyway, it should be legalized. And i got to be honest, as a believer, I'm having a hard time knowing where to stand. Now, I'm not for it, but here's here's the the arguments that I hear all the time is that it's always comparing it with something else. Well, it's not as bad as alcohol, or it's no different than alcohol. You can buy alcohol... Why can't you buy marijuana? I'm not for legalized marijuana, not for recreational use. However, for medical usage, if if there's a benefit to it, and I don't know, I'm not well-versed on the pros and cons, but if there's a medical benefit to it, then I'm for that. Scott Fajita is a former NFL linebacker, and his quote has gotten a lot of publicity. He says a coach worries that a guy might get popped one too many times and end up missing games. But I've had coaches tell me they'd rather have guys go home at night, smoke a bowl, sit blank on the couch, 
play some Xbox and eat some Cheetos rather than being out at night drinking and getting in trouble. I've heard coaches actually say that to me. That's his quote. And there is some validity in it. Marijuana usage um, is a reputation for mellowing you out. That's not all types of marijuana, by the way. There are different blends, and, and I, I know that's not all different. I have seen people high on marijuana that were not mellow, but that is its reputation, and people almost have a glorification of it, almost a, uh, oh, it's just smoking a little grass. What's a little weed hurt anybody? You just get mellow and get the munchies and sit on the couch. Basically what Fajita was saying. And that's not necessarily the truth. Now, again, medical purposes, I, I think I'm okay with it. Although I go back and forth. Recreational use, I'm not. And one of the things that comes to mind for me is um, Proverbs twenty-five, twenty-eight. That verse says this. It says, like a city that is broken into and without walls is a man who has no control over his spirit. I think we would all agree the Bible has much to say about drunkenness. You're losing control of yourself. Your actions you're not responsible for. You shouldn't be driving a car when you're, when, when you're drunk. Shouldn't be operating a motor vehicle when you're high. Shouldn't even be in charge of your kids when you're in those situations. But when you lose control of yourself, and even the littlest bit, I think you have to remove yourself for it. People say, well, I just got a slight buzz or it's just a little high. Man, I have a hard time accepting that because even the littlest bit impacts your judgment Maybe just slightly, but maybe just slightly enough will you harm somebody else. Now, if it's under a doctor's care, I think I'm okay with it. And that's what I believe most NFL players are saying. But here's the other difference as far as recreational. You got Denver in Colorado where it's legal. So the Broncos can technically do it, but the New York Giants or the New York Jets or the Buffalo Bills here in New York State cannot. So the league as a standard for all their players. And I think an employer has a right to do that. And at the end of the day, you're an employee. You have to uh, you have to follow what your employer has stated. You've agreed to this when you've signed your contract. If your state in which you live says it's illegal, then it's illegal, and you have an obligation to submit yourselves as a believer in Christ to the authority of, of your local government, of your government. The NFL needs, I think, really needs to look at it because I, again, I don't know, I don't know the medical benefits of it, but it sounds like from what the players are saying, a high percentage of players are already using it for medical purposes. And there's a quote uh, in an article I read today that says uh, an NFL general manager told Mike Freeman of Bleacher Report he estimates 30 to 40% of the players that were just drafted this year are marijuana users. Teams already know this. And he said that that percentage falls right in, right in line with the percentage of the players that are using it. So it's not like this is just a handful of players that are bad apples or whatever and get caught. It's already very widespread. Yeah. I still come out... Yeah, there's a high percentage. I think the NFL needs to look at it, and I think they need to 
Well, of course, it's it's beyond that because if if you're still in a situation where one state says it's illegal, another state says it is, it what says it is not. Well, then you know you can't have one team allowed to do it and another team allowed not. And again, I think under med, there's a lot of prescriptions that you that we can do under a doctor's care. That well, that's fine. It's under a doctor's care. He he's prescribing dosages that are appropriate. And maybe marijuana falls under the same thing, but certainly recreational. I tend to think since since it robs an individual of their ability to control themselves, even for that brief moment or however long that moment is, um, add the fact that I know pro-marijuana people would debate this, but even long-term marijuana use does physically harm you. I got I got to come out that a, a Christian ought not be using marijuana recreational under a doctor's care that would be one thing but let's let's change directions here for a little bit um talk about the mlb all-star game that's coming up tuesday night beyond fox alex rodriguez did not get in i i get it man i get it nobody likes alex rodriguez but here's my problem with it we all say well you know he did the time he did it he did his penalty so why are we all against Alex Rodriguez? Boy, I'll tell you, he's put up some great numbers. He's having a great season. He's the most relaxed, I think, that I've ever seen him at any point in his career. Mm-hmm. He's having a great year. I think he deserves to go. And I think anybody holding this grudge needs to say, listen, he's forgiven. He's done. He's paid his penalty. I- I- I'm probably going to get crushed for saying this because I'm a Yankees fan. I was one of the biggest A-Rod haters. Like he, he just, he was a jerk. He handled his business the wrong way, but he deserves to be an all-star this year. And like you said, for the first time in his entire career, he, he looks comfortable in his own skin. Finally, at 40 years old, he's finally figured out how to be comfortable in his own skin and he's playing great baseball. And, and just so I don't sound like a Yankees honk saying Alex Rodriguez deserves to go. Don't you think Mookie Betts for the Red Sox deserves to go? He does too. I mean, he what a great does. year he's having, and he's exciting. Which which brings me to this: there's there's several people. Justin Turner, third baseman for the Dodgers. How do you have an All Star game and not have Clayton Kershaw? I get he's six and six, but he's won actually, the last two Cy Youngs. He's won the last two Cy Youngs, and when he's not on the team, his last start, he throws thirteen strikeouts, no walks, and a complete game shutout. I mean, there's a number of guys that. And you can't take everybody, I get it, but there's some guys that are overlooked. Is that system of the fans voting the right system? I say it's not. I don't I don't like it because here's why. One, if you want to put that game on in this exhibition as it was for many years, I love it. Let the fans vote. We want to see Clayton Kershaw, so we're going to vote him. I don't care if the Kansas City Royals, if Kansas City, Missouri votes in nine Royals, they got involved, they did that, good for them. That's who they want to see. But the game can't count if that's the case. It can't count for, you can't handicap a manager by saying we're giving you Salvador Perez at catcher rather than letting him take the catcher of his choice if the game means something. If it's just an exhibition for the fans, then let the fans vote. Take the World Series home field out of play. I agree. I absolutely agree. And I would take it a step farther um, to say that if you are an award winner, say you're the Cy Young winner, you're the reigning MVP uh, or the reigning rookie of the year or something, you should automatically have a spot in the next All-Star game because clearly you're the best 
at what you do. Wouldn't you, would you say something like that would be a little more effective? I would love that. You, you were referring an article, um, where some of those were listed. Yes. Some of those different modes. My cousin, Sean Crest, um, he actually covers Duke University and the Carolina Panthers for CBS Sports, but he covers baseball as well. And he wrote a piece, um, which I will put on our Twitter account for anyone who wants to read it. Um, but he advocated for a lot of these type of changes where if you're the reigning MVP, if you're the reigning Cy Young winner, um, if, if you're an exciting rookie that just came up like Chris Bryant, there should be a spot reserved for you. That, a, Mo- a Mookie Betts. Exactly. I like oh, this idea. Yeah. That if you have proven yourself to be, and you're, and it's voted on by the people who cover baseball, you're the league MVP or in Clayton Kershaw's case, you've won the last two Cy Youngs. It should, it shouldn't be up to people to vote you into the all-star game. You've already punched your ticket in my opinion and in my cousin's opinion. Yeah. It, but again, well, tell me, that. where does he come out? Does he want the game to have bearing on who gets home field in the World Series? I don't think he said anything about that, but I think at this point, there aren't many people who would argue that it should. I think pretty overwhelmingly people don't think it should matter. No, not, if, if it's a game for the fans, let the fans put their players in, let them vote. The manager has an opportunity to balance all that out. He gets what the fans voted in, the starters. The fans will see who they want to see for an inning or two, and then he can yank them out and put in who he wants. But again, I, I love that idea. We want to see a Clayton Kershaw there, even if he's just six and six. We know he belongs. He won the last two Cy Youngs. We want to see Chris Bryant. In fact, I know it wouldn't work this way, but we'd want to see Chris Bryant hit against Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> I would love for the All-Star game to be, again, this would be in a scenario where it doesn't count. Do it like hockey does. Or like the NFL has started to do. Do a draft. I mean, imagine if you could put Bryce Harper and Mike Trout in the same outfield together. Yeah, but you don't want it to become the Pro Bowl where it's Deion Sanders versus Jerry Rice and they get to pick their team. I I get it. I'm older. I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I, I like the American League versus the National League. But I like what you're saying about doing a draft. I just think it's goofy Sanders versus... But wouldn't you agree, though, that the All-Star game, baseball All-Star, baseball lends itself better than any sport to the All-Star game? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It The All-Star game is just, it's real. The baseball All-Star game is exciting to watch. Does any other sport have a skills competition that's as exciting as the Home Run Derby? Like, if I had to choose if I could only watch one Home Run Derby or All-Star game, I'd watch the Home Run Derby. It's a blast. The NBA three-point shooting contest is kind of fun. And the target shot in hockey is fun, where they have the five targets that they got it. That's kind of fun. I don't think it compares to the home run derby, but those, those two events come close for me. Hey, we're going to take another break. You're listening to Bets and Those Guys brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. The warm weather is here to stay, but so are those pesky critters. Bees are beginning to build their hives, ants are driving everyone nuts, and spiders seem to be popping up in every corner of the house. But thanks to Town and Country Pest Solutions, these nuisances can be no more. If you have a serious problem that needs to be controlled, give them a call. I'm not just advertising for them. I am a customer, and believe me, they have the solution for any pest problem. 
I've mentioned it before and it's still true. They have been in business for over 25 years and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Is that is that also MC Hammer? Yes, it is. That's Zach Burlett and his rap music. He's on fire today. En fuego. <laughs> Benson and those guys is brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. Speaking of awkward, the most awkward when I refer to Zach as a rap master, that's awkward for me. It's awkward for me too. But LeBron James riding a banana boat. <laughs> Have you, did you guys see this picture? This had to be awkward picture of the week. LeBron James riding, you can Google this. I'm sure it'll come up. LeBron James riding a banana boat with Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. What a weird photo. What is happening? What is going on in this photo? How does that even come to be? Why are you guys all there? Maybe that's where DeAndre Where did Jordan the banana was. boat come from? <laughs> You're telling me you've never rode a banana boat with your bros? It would be like the three of us, except not successful or rich or in shape or good basketball players. And I'm not going to lie. I'd love to see a picture of you and Zach on a banana boat. Speaking you would be the only person. This, this just got even more awkward. July 4th was come and gone. Fireworks. You see any good fireworks? I heard the town of Greece did a great job here. My whole neighborhood basically exploded. I saw too many fireworks. We, we were traveling. We were in Missouri. Uh, my wife and daughter and myself. We saw fireworks. Fireworks are legal there. We saw plenty all the way. I mean, there's fireworks tents every couple of miles down the street. We saw Dolly Parton Dixie Stampede show in Branson, Missouri, which was outstanding. I'm you sure. You say might- so. Man, it was, I'm sure you guys probably wouldn't appreciate it the way I did, but there was horses and pigs and chickens, and it was just good fun, and then they fed you dinner, so it was was great. That show sounds lame, but I bet the dinner was fantastic. The show wasn't lame, Zach. It was, it was awesomeness. But anyway, fireworks, what I'm trying to segue into, and you guys are fighting me on it, is this Jason Pierre Paul story, JPP. (laughs) PP. There, there you go. Uh, Jason Pierre Paul getting all kinds of grief for blowing off some of his digits and just trying to have fun. Guys, that's kind of my take on it. All right. I, I know a lot of folks. Listen, J- Jason Pierre Paul has now, um, become a meme forever. Yeah. It was a dumb thing to do. But at the end of the day, he's a 26 year old kid doing what 26 year old kids do, which is, Maybe less than responsible stuff at times. We've all done it. Mm-hmm. The the folk, if you're listening, you've done it. Jason Pierre Paul 
mishandled some fireworks. By the way, he's not the only one, but he is the only one that is due to make $14, 15000000 million and be the franchise player of the New York Giants. The Buccaneers um, have a player also, C.J. Wilson, maybe? I, yeah. Which was funny because C.J. Wilson, who pitches for the Angels, tweeted and made fun of him the other day when it happened. Now, no disrespect to C.J. Wilson, but the guy is, is making the league minimal. He's not a franchise player, as is uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. But so many people coming down on Jason Pierre-Paul, and, and what I think about that is he didn't knock out a gal in the elevator. He didn't... Um, he didn't punch a woman in the bar. You know, th- this guy, mm-hmm. he, he had a mistake and it, and it was, it was not well thought through and it was irresponsible, especially if you're a professional athlete, but it is not all that different than what many of us. I can think of the things I did when I was his age or, or years younger that were how I'm even alive is <laughs> beyond me because some of it was just stupid. I heard the problem I have though in, in with this is Adam Schefter tweeting out the medical report that the, the the whole that was another situation that was weird. We talked about the DeAndre Jordan, but the Giants didn't have access to Jason Pierre-Paul. They knew he got injured, but here's the team: no access to the player, his agent, his his. His camp had kind of shut them out, and they had no idea what was going on. They found out when Adam Schefter twist, tweeted out the medical report, which, how does that even happen? That's got to be a HIPAA violation. You would think, and here's... Well, he's not a doctor, so he's not under that, I guess. That's the report. Now, if if that was released by the hospital, somebody is responsible. Somebody at the hospital is going to be in big trouble because that would be a violation. Now, if it was somehow leaked by Jason Pierre, Paul's people, well, then it doesn't fall under that. But don't you think that Schefter does have a moral obligation? And sometimes We're not journalists here. We're just sports fans who found our way onto a radio program. We're not journalists. But journalists will always say that I've heard this a number of times where they ask a question that I think is personal and inappropriate. And they say, well, I had to ask a question. You know, I'm a journalist. I have to ask that question. I think to myself, you don't. You don't have to ask that question. You don't have to justify it amongst your fellow journalist people by saying, oh, yeah, you have to ask that question. Same thing kind of applies here. Oh, I'm a journalist. I have to tweet that out. I've I've got access to it. I have to report the news. It's not news. It's somebody's private information, and you have a moral obligation to just leave that alone. It's like the people that tweet out draft picks before they're announced. You know, and it's a big exciting moment for the kid or whatever, and people know two minutes in advance because Schefter tweets it out or whatever. That bugs me too. Well, yeah, same same guy. But I guess my point is. You have that moral obligation. Just because you have a piece of information doesn't mean you have to share it. I may know something uh, that, that that I think is juicy information, and the temptation is there. We're human. We want to share, hey, I, I know this information about somebody, and I'm dying to tell you, but we don't have to share it. I don't. I think Adam Schefter was wrong, and I've heard reporters coming out on both sides. Uh, mostly, they all support him. Oh, yeah, he, he's a reporter. He has to do that. And I think that's a violation. I think that's um, imposing on somebody's privacy. 
and the verse comes to mind is Luke 6.31. says, and just as you want people to treat you, treat them in the same way. That's the golden rule. Hey, how do you want to be treated? I don't want my personal medical stuff tweeted out. Now, Jason Pierre-Paul handled that inappropriately, much the same way DeAndre Jordan. You need to be a man. You need to call your employer and say, listen, man, I messed up bad. I, 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 I screwed up. I need to fix this situation. I'm hurt. I'm not too worried about it. I know they may rescind the franchise tag, the contract. He may get less money. I, I don't know where all that goes. Honestly, I'm not too worried about it because I've seen these guys playing with wrapped up clubs on their hand. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be okay. In fact, maybe now he's even got motivation because he's never really developed into the player that the Giants thought he could be or was expecting him to be. And maybe now he wants to prove everybody wrong and he's going to come. I, I don't know where this goes, but I know he's probably embarrassed. This is probably something that he feels very foolish about. It, when you're, when you're some backwoods guy that shoots your hand off, you don't make national news. Jason Pierre Paul made national news. That's got to be embarrassing. And wasn't he doing all this for a neighborhood full of kids too? Like, wasn't that who he was setting the fireworks off for? I, you know, I don't know. I thought I read that. There are other things, like where were you doing it? Is is it legal or illegal where mm-hmm. you were doing it? I know it's a 4th of July, and in many communities, officers may, uh, they would never admit to it, but perhaps they look the other way if it's not uh, disturbing the peace. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what the situation was, but I know so many people, speaking out against him, and embarrassed, yes, probably, foolish, yes, irresponsible, yes, but remember, he's 26-year-old, he's a kid, he's doing what kids do. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Coming up after the break, we're going to have Darren's Unreasonable Rant, our Pest of the Week. This is Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Juventus FC, the Italian champions and one of the best soccer clubs in the world, will be hosting a five-day camp here in Rochester. Coaches from the Juventus Youth Academy are coming all the way from Italy to share the coaching and soccer philosophy of one of the most successful soccer clubs ever. The camp is open to boys and girls ages 5 to 17 who want to improve their level of play. Each participant will experience five days of top quality training and will leave the camp with a brand new Juventus uniform, a participation diploma, and some fantastic memories. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to learn from the best and show them what you can do. The dates of this amazing camp are July 20th through the 24th at Grace and Truth Sports Park in Hilton. The cost is $375 and you can register online at abcsportscamps.com forward slash JSC. With all the snow and ice this year, a lot of people are having problems with water leaking into their homes. They're finding water in their kitchens, damaged drywall, and ruined floors. If you have this problem, call Tim Ford with Imperial Remodeling at 490-4027. They will remove the snow and ice from your roof and gutters to prevent further leaking. And they can take care of any damage the water may have already caused. If you are one of the fortunate few to have escaped the ice problems, but are considering some home improvement projects like perhaps remodeling your kitchen or turning that unused area into a man cave, call Tim at 490-4027. He will come out personally to talk to you about your project. 
That's Tim Ford with Imperial Remodeling, 490-4027. That's 490-4027. Now the moment we've all been waiting for. Tom Brady wears Uggs. I have no knowledge of anything. I have no explanation for what happened. The highlight of the show. I'm not going to let our fans down. The reason people tune in week after week. Said no one ever. Darren's Unreasonable Rant. The U.S. women's soccer team won the World Cup. Well the women's world cup so it's cool but it's not as cool as the men winning obviously fifa agrees with me because the german team that won the men's cup brought home 35 million dollars while the u.s uh, women's team they brought home two million for winning the u.s men's team who got knocked out in the round of 16 brought home nine million and that that's how it should be our entire nation was captivated by the world cup in brazil last year this show even declared its brief love for soccer, but when it came to the Women's Cup this year, no one even cared until the final game. And the matches were played just north of us in Canada. We could have gone and brought home some delicious maple syrup in the process, but we didn't. Why? Because women's sports are boring. They were only invented to give them a break from the kitchen. But when we start hearing complaints about pay equality, maybe it's time to rethink allowing women to play sports. The only people that would miss the games are the quote-unquote athletes themselves. These girls' own parents wouldn't miss the games, but you know what does? Does go missed? The sandwiches that don't get made while these women are wasting their time doing something they'll never be as good at as men. Darren, I think you actually are kind of alone in that. Because the ratings for this last game, the U.S. and Japan, were tremendous. They were just barely less than a million viewers away from what Game 7 of the World Series was. Yeah, I said no one cared until that game. Yeah. I, I still find that so hard to believe. I... I don't know if that's Nielsen box ratings, if it's just um, network just making an announcement. I don't know where they got those numbers because of all the pe- of all the people I know, and I know a ton of sports fans. I know one person, actually, I know two people that actually watch the game. I know of one sixteen-year-old soccer-playing girl and Darren who watched the game. Everybody, but if there's what did you just say, the millions were. How many million? Like Twenty-two and a half million. Well, but I only know two people yeah. out of all the people. So what that tells me is either those numbers are wrong, or it's a dirty little secret and nobody will admit <laughs> to watching women's. Soccer. I got I got a third one. Brett Grape, an employee of our title sponsor, Town and Country Pest Solutions. He watched it. So there's three. We know of three now. Mm. You can make fun of him when you see right. him. Well, I can't for two reasons. One, he just had that horror bad car accident, and he's recovering, and he's like a superhero. And two, he works for our title sponsor, so um, <laughs> my hands are tied. My pest of the week this week is Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic ripped apart a ball girl during Wimbledon. She was visibly shaking and reduced to tears. His apology, I'm sorry, there was nothing towards her. Maybe she was just afraid of my screaming there. I was pretty close to her. I'm definitely going to try to apologize to her if I did something wrong. There's that if that I hate in apologies. Novak Djokovic, you don't need to yell at the ball girl. You're my pest of the week. My pest of the week is pop singer Ariana Grande. She's pretty easy on the eyes, but just awful to listen to. Not only is her music terrible, but so are her views of America. She was caught on camera on the 4th of July saying that she hates America. She was also caught licking the donuts that were on display, which seems pretty American to me, so I'm, I'm not sure why she hates it here. But anyways, 
She's since given an awful apology, citing childhood obesity for some reason, and she's no longer going to be performing at the MLB All-Star Game, which is just fine with me. I hope she enjoys working with the Dixie Chicks because her career is over. My pest of the week is the All-Star Game that Darren just mentioned. The, the voting is a joke. We already discussed it. It's lame. That's my pest of the week. That's our show. Benson and Those Guys has been brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Remember, this weekend the Minion movie is out in theaters. Have a great weekend. <laughs>